Thank you for tuning in. This is the Fit Minute Podcast, where we talk all things health, fitness, and lifestyle. And now for the show. Welcome back. I'm your host, Gabby Mazur. And on today's episode, I have Dr. Yuk Varma. He is the co-founder and CEO of Phyla, and he is a skin and microbiome expert. So we're going to talk about him today, how he got started, uh, and what exactly Phyla is. So welcome to the show today. Thanks, Gabby. Uh, Pleasure to be on. Yeah. So uh, why don't you start by telling us who you are and how you got into uh, what you do and Phyla itself, what exactly it is? Yeah, um, I am not a skincare professional. I I kind of fell accidentally into this. Uh, But my background is that I'm a scientist. Um, So I trained at Johns Hopkins. That's where I got my PhD. Um, And I did a a postdoc following that at UCSF. Um, And then I left the world of academia to start this company based on the very compelling technology that we have. Um, and, And really the story of like how and why we ended up with this acne product or, or you know, uh, doing work in the field of acne is that um, I had been following this very powerful technology for many years at that point. Um, and I was looking for uh, the first best way to use it and to deploy it in, in a um, condition. And then I learned about acne. Um, and I was kind of surprised by what I learned because acne is a nearly universal human condition, right? More than 85% of us get it at some point in our life. And I guarantee that everyone who's listening has either experienced acne directly or, you know, firsthand know someone in their family, in their friend group who suffered from very severe acne. And, you know, it was a big part of their life. And so given that this is such a prevalent condition, um, it was very surprising to me when I learned that nothing really has been done, no new novel drug, not a huge amount of research has been done in the last 40 years to develop new methods, new approaches to treat acne. Um, and being a scientist, you know, looking at the research, I realized that we do have a lot of insights over the last 40 years, um, understanding how acne sort of propagates, how current approaches work or don't work. Um, and how we can make you know better products for people. Um, and so it just seemed to me like a huge problem with not great solutions. Um, and that's where when we applied our technology to that that space, it it made a lot of sense for us to dive in. And so, you know, it's been about seven years that we've been doing research and and have been in this space and and then launched product for the last couple of years. Um, but a lot of basic science research has gone in. Um, and and what you know I've been involved in myself is is bringing this biotechnology to skincare and and putting this biotechnology basically in a bottle. And so here we are. So what exactly causes acne and how can we treat it? How does our health affect it? Um, what exactly can we do about it? Yeah. Um, and so that's a great place to start because acne is caused by one factor. Uh, although it, it seems like a complex disease, it's caused by one factor. Um, and that factor is the overgrowth of a single type of bacteria on our face. Um, that bacteria is called Cutibacterium acnes. And um, while you know there are many other factors affecting acne, we all know this, like diet, you know, hormones, stress, um, 
all of these are supporting factors that uh, ultimately funnel into the, the prime cause of acne. And so this bacteria, C. acne, is, is on everyone's face. It's on your face, my face. It's on the face of every teenager and adult that's listening to this podcast. But obviously, all of us don't have acne. Um, and that's because C. acne is meant to be on our face. But the problem is when it overgrows out of balance, right? Um, and so, you know, we I think of our microbiome as this kind of invisible rainforest. It's a rainforest worth of diversity on our skin. Um, and it's invisible because it's, my, you know, trees are made out of microbes, bacteria, viruses, fungi. And together, these microbes form a community that we call the microbiome. Now, this microbiome kind of coats us on the skin and it forms this, you know, rainforest that when we're healthy, is balanced. And because it's balanced, it keeps us healthy. When we have a bacterial overgrowth, like C. acnes in the case of acne, then you have uh, an imbalance that is detected by our immune system, which causes inflammation. And this inflammation is the pimples and zits that we see for acne, right? So the way to get back to health is, is by rebalancing the microbiome, by reducing the overgrowth and bringing the C. acnes to balance, like you, know, you have on your skin right now, like I do, which is why we don't have acne. Now, C. acnes is not present in the skin microbiome of kids, uh, you know, before puberty. Uh, and that's why those kids tend not to have acne and acne presents itself at puberty. What happens at puberty is you undergo a, a big hormonal shift. And part of this is your skin physiology changes. Your pores get deeper, your sebaceous glands activate and you pump out more oil. This oil is food for the C. acnes, which lands on your skin and starts growing, right? And as a result, you know, let's take diet, for instance, the way diet affects acne is not all of us have diet triggers for acne, but for those that do, whatever food they eat that triggers their acne, whether it's oily food or chocolate or sugar, um, when they eat those foods, the sebum production increases on their face and that is food for the bacteria. So more food, more bacteria, and that causes acne. Similarly with stress, you know, you, you sweat more, you you perspire more that that sweat that sebum is you know food for the bacteria uh for hormones you know we all have different hormonal cycles or or you know more hormones whether it's cyclical for women for men if you're working out or, or taking hormone treatments that can trigger acne as well and this is why also like pregnant and breastfeeding breastfeeding mothers see a, a, a resurfacing of their acne. Um, it's hormone related. But those hormones are, again, driving sebum production on the skin. Um, and then even genetics, right? Some people have oily skin, some people have dry skin, some people have large pores, and small pores. Uh, those all just are, you know, affecting the production of the favorite food of this particular bacteria. And so the bacteria are driving this. And if the bacteria are out of balance, causing acne, you know, the solution, the ideal solution is to kill the bacteria and bring them back into balance without touching anything else, right? Without drying out your skin, without um, causing all these side effects, and without hurting any of the good bacteria that are on our skin. Huh, interesting. Is that the same for like cystic acne? Is that, I mean, is it the same thing? You know, I don't, I'm curious about that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so whether you have cystic acne or hormonal acne or mild, moderate or severe acne, 
all of those are driven by the same factors. Um, and, you know, the we have three types of skin microbiomes in our body. The first is the sebaceous microbiome or the oily microbiome. That is our face, our upper neck, and our upper chest. Um, and, sorry, our upper chest and our upper back. Um, and this is why, you know, people get acne on their back. People will get acne on their chest, on their face. You'll never get acne on your knee, right? Because that's not where the sebaceous glands are, you know, activated and, and producing high amounts of sebum. Uh, then there's your dry microbiome, which is, you know, most of the rest of your body, which is your, your legs, your arms, your torso, etc. And then uh, you have the wet microbiome, which is in the creases of the body. So your armpits, your groin region, etc. Uh, and that's a particular microbiome as well. So of these three microbiome types, acne only affects the oily microbiome. And whether, again, you have hormonal acne or 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 occasional acne or cystic acne, it's all driven by the same bacterial overgrowth. It's just that with cystic acne, the body tends to create a, a an abscess or a bump over the pore, which blocks the pore. And then that, that pore is deeper in the skin and that's what causes those painful nodules. Mm, wow. So is there a way for most people can treat this naturally through diet, through hormone balancing, um, and other things like that. Washing your skin, most people can treat that kind of stuff naturally. Obviously, there are other factors, like you said, like pregnancy, um, mm -hmm. and uh, like a, when you're going through puberty, that kind of will change things too. But most people can treat that naturally. How can they do that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, hygiene has a role to play in acne. And so for uh, many people, especially with milder acne, if they start washing their face regularly, they see an effect. It, there, there is a noticeable effect in improving acne. Um, of course, you know, these bacteria live deep in the pores. And so depending on, you know, how you wash, how well you wash, how often you wash, and, you know, how deep the, the bacteria are or how resistant they are to just basic hygiene, um, you may have different sort of proportions of response. So basically that's saying that washing your face will improve your acne. How much it improves it is, it varies. Hmm. Um, but knowing what the problem is, which is the overgrowth of this bacteria, if you have a targeted way to kill the bacteria without hurting the other microbiome members or your skin, that is you know, the ideal approach. It's something that you know, we've pursued for a long time. Um, but but this also reflects on the current acne products, right? Like benzoyl peroxide, like antibiotics and retinoids, they all have an antibacterial effect on the skin. Um, and so, you know, what they're going after is also to kill the bacteria on the skin, except they don't stop at killing the bad bacteria. They also kill the good bacteria. And so what that does is, you know, one of the most common effects or um experiences of an acne sufferer are they take a product, it works for a few months, and then it stops working. And the reason is that because all of these acne products are killing your microbiome, they're thinning out this protective layer that you have on your skin. And so after repeated application of these harsh products, you're left with a microbiome that can't protect you from the bacteria from growing back over and over again. 
So when you stop taking these products and you have to stop because they're pretty harsh, um, you're left defenseless and the acne bacteria come roaring back, whereas the rest of your microbiome is unable to recover. Yeah, I'm so glad you touched on that because I was just going to bring that up uh, because, you know, we, we do know that we have bacteria on you know, all of our skin and our gut and our intestines. So um, like if you're taking an antibiotic, it can cause, you know, gut issues. And uh, obviously, so if you're taking those harsh and uh, harsh treatments for your acne, that causes the same thing. So what what makes your product different? So the technology that we've used is um, it, it allows us to kill just the acne bacteria that causes the, the disease without hurting any of the good bacteria that protect us and are part of a healthy skin microbiome. How does it we, do that? Yeah, it, it's actually pretty cool. Um, it's called uh, it's an organism called bacteriophage. So what are bacteriophage? They are tiny harmless viruses um, that kill bacteria. Uh, they're all over us and they're all over the planet. They're actually the most numerous life form on earth. And they're everywhere. They're in seawater, they're in soil, and billions of phages pass through our body every single day. So, you know, our human cells don't really interact with them, but they're nature's best defense against bacteria. Um, so there are other superpowers that they're very, very specific. And so they, you know, one type of phage will only kill one type of bacteria and not touch anything else, even its closest relatives. Um, the particular phages that we've developed kill C. acnes, the acne bacteria that we talked about. And what's interesting is there's there was a 2016 study looking at, you know, the microbiomes of healthy people and people with acne to see if there's a systemic difference between them. What they found was the only difference and the most important difference was people with healthy skin have these phages against the acnes on their skin naturally, but people with acne don't. So what this means is that, you know, we have annoying friends. We all know someone who's, you know, has perfect skin, never got acne, but, you know, never washes their face, just, you know, has perfect skin. Um, chances are that they have this phage on their skin uh, that is balancing their microbiome and preventing the overgrowth of acne bacteria. Um, and, you know, based on this insight, we, we did our own research with the aim of democratizing this amazing organism, right? To put this organism in a bottle so that you may not have it on your skin, you may not have been born with it, but you can have the benefit of, of this, you know, microbiome balancing technology and, and get rid of your acne for, for life. That's Pretty interesting. So why would some people have it and other people not? Like what causes people to just have it naturally? Um, I guess the short answer is we don't exactly know. Um, but, you know, one way it could be spread is by contact. Um, and this is why sometimes acne runs in some families and, and you know, there's a dozen because, you know, you think of a mom and a, and a kid there's a lot of skin contact you're hugging and, and so on and, and you're being close with your family members it could be transferred by that another factor is that um we've observed that in the short term on acne skin if you apply phages they tend to fall off um so they tend not to engraft you know they don't 
because it's a living thing and you think that, oh, if you apply it, it could live on your skin forever. Somehow on acne skin, they, they just don't do that as much as they do on healthy skin. Um, and so, you know, we're in the process of trying to figure out like, you know, how long does a sustained application of phages result in engraftment on acne skin, for example? So it could be that it the phages are having an opportunity to get onto acne skin, but somehow they, they keep falling off. Um, that is pretty crazy. That's so crazy to think that, you know, the skin, I mean, we obviously know there's different skin types, you know, the oily skin, the dry skin, and uh, all that. But to think that something like that would be so different you know skin is skin right but that's that's very very interesting to think that that would make such a difference yeah um and, and you know i think everyone can appreciate that everyone's skin is different right um our our skin history our acne history the the, the um sort of products we use our regimens and they all have an effect on the skin microbiome which develops over time. Um, and so, you know, wherever you are at any point in your life with your skin, it, it, you're in a pretty unique place. Um, and so the combination of those factors, I, I'm sure has some part to play in the kind of skin microbiome you have. But, you know, your skin microbiome could look, look very different from mine. When we're healthy, we share a trait, which is that our skin microbiomes are in balance. Uh, when we're, you know, when we have acne, we know that that skin microbiome goes out of balance. And so the way to get back to healthy skin is to, you know, try and go back to that balanced state. So what exactly can that microbiome, biome, that rainforest tell us about acne or tell us about our skin? Um, you know, the microbiome plays a big role in keeping us healthy. Um, and we've only recently started studying it and, and realizing the many ways in which it keeps us healthy and, and you know, prevents us from being sick. Um, our microbiome can tell us potentially a lot about ourselves. Um, and we're, we're not even sure all the ways that it can tell us about ourselves. I mean, it's a, it's a very active area of research. Um, broadly, you know, having an overgrowth of C. acnes has been shown in many, many studies to, to be part of the driving force of acne. And, and we've known that C. acnes, this bacteria, has been a part of acne for, you know, 70 or 80 years. It's just that now with more advanced microbiome techniques, uh, we're able to get a much deeper understanding of our microbiome and its role in our health. Huh. So uh, I wanted to touch a little bit on like pre, pro, and postbiotics. Um, I know a lot of people take those for like gut health, um, but can you touch a little bit about, about that? Tell us the difference between them, what it means and how that can affect us health-wise and also with our skin. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, most people are very familiar with probiotics, uh, especially in the context of the gut. Um, and so for example, yogurt bacteria or lactic acid producing bacteria, um, are present in yogurt and fermented dairy products. They're also, pre they're also pr present in other fermented foods like uh, sauerkraut and kimchi and, and so on. Um, and, you know, the reason why they're good for our gut is when we eat these probiotics, 
they reach our gut and then they produce certain molecules that make our gut happy, right? That that basically are, um, they reduce inflammation, they promote the growth of a healthy gut lining and so on. Um, it's the same, you know, just like we have a gut microbiome, we have a skin microbiome as well. Um, and so a probiotic for the gut or the skin is basically this, this kind of living factory that when applied to the right part of our body grows there and produces, you know, happy molecules that make our skin or make our, our gut, our body happy. Um, the molecules that it produces are the postbiotics. And um, so you have probiotics producing postbiotics in the right place at the right time. Um, and if you have probiotics in your body, but you don't have them in high enough numbers to you know, make your body as happy as it could, then you can add prebiotics, which are basically you know, substances that help the probiotics grow you know, better. So the best way that I have for visualizing this is to think of a probiotic as a tree in your garden, right? Let's say you have a fruit tree in your garden, right? Um, the fruit that it gives is the postbiotic. The tree itself is the probiotic, right? Um, and, and again, the reason you have the fruit, the probiotic in your garden is that it produces the postbiotic, the fruit. And in order to make that, that fruit tree grow as well as possible, you add a prebiotic, which is fertilizer, manure, et cetera, compost. Um, and so that is basically the prebiotic, the probiotic, and the postbiotic. And how does that, like relate to the skin so you do the same thing for the skin as you would do for for your gut yeah you can encourage the growth of healthy bacteria on your skin which is a prebiotic you can add more you know of the skin microbiome bacteria on your skin which is a probiotic um and if you know if you know what postbiotics these probiotics are making that make your skin happy you can apply the postbiotics as, as molecules in a cream um, the caveat with the probiotics is, you know, a bacteria will produce many, many molecules in different levels, and it'll produce them at the right place in the right time, right? It may be at the top of the pore or in the middle of the pore or at the bottom of the pore, or it may be on your skin surface or several layers deep, but it, it knows exactly where it should live and what it should produce. And with postbiotics, if, if we think we can do an end run around the probiotic and just put some molecules in a, in, a, in a tube, we just don't have the full knowledge of you know, what exactly they produce that make us happy. So um, pro probiotics are great. Um, for the skin, there, there aren't a lot of companies that actually make true probiotics. Um, and so it's really careful to look at the labels and, and understand, which I think, marketing does a little bit of disservice in this aspect because i think a lot of customers are excited to learn about the microbiome and how it can impact their skin health and they look to companies to be responsible and responsibly produce you know products that they can trust and and that are efficacious but um most so-called probiotic creams and and products for the skin aren't probiotics They're, they contain dead bacteria um, and the way you figure that out is if in the ingredients list, the probiotic ingredient is called a ferment or a lysate, 
that basically means it is ground up dead bacteria. So that isn't a probiotic. So what do you think, what do you think the future of Phyla is and how are you intending to reach people with this product? Yeah, I mean, the future of Phyla is we're giving people a, a, a choice in acne treatment that they never had before, right? Before, more, everyone, everyone suffering from acne was basically forced to compromise their skin in order to get rid of their acne. They were resigned to have dry, you know, dryness, redness, irritation, inflammation as part of the harsh acne ingredients that were in their products. Now for the first time, we're you know, giving them a choice of having a, a very effective acne product without any of those side effects, without you know, compromising their skin health. Um, and I think that's a huge, huge leap forward. And you know, we're really a biotechnology company at heart. So we're starting with acne, but we're also doing active research in eczema and, and, and other areas so that we can bring relief to other people with other chronic conditions in, uh, in, in the skin. And you know, it's a very exciting time for us because um, we're in a very exciting space. Um, people are very excited about the microbiome and, and probiotic skincare. Um, and we think that you know, it's, it's a really good fit for our company to be producing products that where we're excited to have real biotechnology in their hands. So where you can find us is uh, we are Phyla, P-H-Y-L-A. Uh, you can find us online at phylabiotics.com. Um, that's our website. That's where you can learn more about your, our science, our clinicals, um, and it, you can you know, make the best choice for yourself. We're also on socials at Phylabiotics. So um, we're at Phylabiotics on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok, et cetera. And you're on YouTube also. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Well, I, that's so informative. I really did not know any of this. I guess I never thought about it because, you know, nobody wants to learn about their zits. <laughs> <laughs> but so, okay. So if we have different bacteria over our body, why do people get butt zits? <laughs> Well, you know, that, that is just irritation. Uh -huh. um, and sometimes, you know, you have individual pores that could get infected, but that is technically not acne. It's called dermatitis. Okay. Um, and it's, it's, I would, you know, guess that that is caused by other bacteria, but you know, there are other bacteria on your skin and depending on, you know, again, factors of hygiene and, you know, genetics and, and all that kind of stuff and, and the sweat, um, you can have any number of bacteria colonizing your pores. It's just that acne is driven again by the overgrowth of that one bacteria. Yeah, I know. And like the Dr. Pimple Popper is kind of a <laughs> thing. Now. I have never watched that show. I can't even go there, but uh, I'm sure people watch it. But, you know, it's not just it's not just the face and uh, definitely, like you said, the overgrowth of bacteria. But ew. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it floats, you know, it, I guess it has a dedicated audience because it's very popular. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, I would advise anyone who's popping their pimples to not do that. You know, Dr. Pimple Popper is obviously a dermatologist and a trained person. And so, you know, she does it in a controlled setting, making sure that the popped pimple doesn't get infected and so on. And so it's, it's a, you know, you got to be careful doing that. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this. I will have uh, all the socials, the website on, um, on the show notes so every everybody can find that for you. But um, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with today? Any words of wisdom or insight or anything you think is important they should know? Um, I have sort of two thoughts. Uh, the first is a lot of people, specifically with acne, think that drying your skin is the answer. Um, and it does affect acne indirectly because the oil in our skin is the food for the bacteria. But the oil is very important for our skin. It, it prevents fine lines and wrinkles and it, it keeps you know, our skin moist. So removing that, stripping your skin repeatedly actually does more har harm than good. And the other thing is, um, you know, routine, um, and it's odd for someone, you know, from a skincare company saying that, but we firmly believe in a minimalist ethos and, um, you know, sometimes doing less is more. And uh, that's certainly true when it comes to skincare. Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing this. Uh, and I think it's really cool that there is something different and new out there for people to try. I know there's a lot of people that have tried the retinols and uh, many different things. I know, gosh, 40 years ago, that was huge. But uh, thank you so much for coming and sharing sharing this with us today. Thanks, Gabby. I uh, really appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Thank you everyone for listening. If you want to find out more information, you can find him at phylobiotics.com. Also, you can reach me at gabby at pilatestempe.com. And if you want any more information, you can find us there. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you all next week. Bye.